0: I'm Ben and
1: I'm Andrew and
0: we are the podcasters who don't do anything
1: where adults relive Sunday school by watching cartoon vegetable stories made for kids and this
0: week we have an interesting episode for a couple of reasons uh this will be Esther
1: the girl who became queen with our special guest Esther hi this is uh our friend Esther who we wanted more insight into what it might be like to live as esther so hopefully yes. you related to the biblical character portrayed <laughs> by vegetables
2: not yes, oh. quite but
0: <laughs> and for uh, avid podcasters who don't do anything aficionados uh you will likely remember that esther was the one who did the vocals for the larry boy song uh that we've used twice now
1: yeah killed it during that and hopefully we'll be able to Bring her back next year, next time for another Larry Boy song. But for now, join us for the video. How did, how did uh, you've, you've been to the podcasters who don't do anything experience. You've seen the animal crackers and the sitting in front of a TV. what you think?
2: Mm-hmm, um, very enjoyable time. Uh, getting on the inside, getting behind the scenes view of what the podcasters who don't do anything do when they're not making music, obviously. So yeah, it was, it was a fun time.
1: It was a good episode too. Uh we we are officially into the like high quality animation. Uh this was released in September of 2000. So we've been doing this for almost 10 years now by doing this, making VeggieTales episodes. Um and it's quite the uh biblical story to be going off of. We'll talk about the inaccuracies maybe or the or the um Family friendly uh, modifications later on.
0: Yeah, man, I thought they I thought they had to make a lot of changes to make uh, King George and the Ducky family friendly, but this one this one was up there with that.
1: Yeah, they're they're getting you know they've they've knocked out a lot of the most simplistic stories, and um, you know the only one maybe that like large Old Testament stories that they hadn't hit maybe was Jonah, which is coming up in a movie, but. We're reach we're really reaching now to and and they get pretty uh pretty graphic the deeper you reach into the old testament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh getting right into this one. As I said, it was the story of Esther from the Bible. Um and right off the bat, getting into this one, we get a narrator whose voice we don't recognize. Um this is uh, one of the, I believe it's the second episode narrated by a yeah. character who we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. fact, we never even see this character. There's just sort of general... this mysterious, vaguely New York entity.
1: You say New York, so the, the accent for the narrator fluctuated so much. Like it seemed, I, I think I described it half through. like he's flirting with all these different accents, but never chooses one. And then we read online and saw in the commentary that it was supposed to be... A new york style i was like oh okay <laughs> it was it was an interesting narrating voice to not have bob or larry or junior trying to narrate for us um yeah should we kick right into the story
0: i say we should
1: so we start we open on the palace in the middle of the night and by palace it's like a modest four-bedroom home is what it looks like. You know, it is up on the side of a hill, but it's not a huge palace. And the we meet one of the antagonists of the story, uh, the king's right-hand man, Haman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who was portrayed by Mr. Lunt. Mr. Lunt, who sang the uh, his cheeseburger song. Yep. He hasn't had a whole lot of major roles besides that, though. Uh, he was, well, he was,
0: he served essentially the same right-hand band role in the uh, Chocolate Factory episode.
1: Ah, right. He was, he's pretty good at being that right-hand secretary kind of influence guy. I was, I made the comment, we haven't, because he he had a lot of influence over, um, the king during this story. And I made the comment, like, we haven't really had a, a competent king in any of our VeggieTales episodes yet.
0: Right, and of course I, uh, I found a way to jesus juke the whole situation by saying how this was an Old Testament thing and it was in anticipation for the one good king who would come later, but never in Veggie Tales.
1: Never in Tales. But we definitely have so many examples of kings who are just not good at their jobs. Um, this one is no exception. The king wants a sandwich made at 3 a.m. Uh, by the queen the queen's like, it's 3 a.m., I'm not doing that. And so she gets booted out of the palace. Yep. And that's our opening scene.
0: From here, we go to a street in Persia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was Persia. Um, where we see Mordecai and Esther walking down the street. Mordecai, Mordecai was played, played by Paul Grape. Oh, yeah. And Esther by a new character who we haven't seen yet.
1: What vegetable was Esther?
0: Hmm, was she an onion of some sort?
1: It was like, it was, it was the most humanoid vegetable I think we've seen.
0: It was, she was humanoid to the point of being slightly uncomfortable to look at. Especially
1: when she had, later she puts on this dress with like giant shoulder pads, mm-hmm. even though she does not have shoulders. <laughs> um, and it just kind of looked like a big cross walking around, you know? But. Symbolism. What what vegetable is that? I gotta. All right, all right. Let's see how fast I can Google, Esther, vegetable type.
0: As you can see, we did a lot of research. She's a leak.
1: This. She's ah. a leak. Hey, it's the podcasters who don't do anything. I'm just fitting the job description. It takes a lot of work to do nothing. Uh, interesting. The only so was she like an upside down leak? I thought leaks had like a pointy top and a round bottom oh we're pulling up pictures of leaks mm-hmm. now that does not look like esther i mean like a cut up leak yeah i don't was... see
0: any eyes or a mouth on that
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> esther just pulled up a picture of herself and it's, it looks mm-hmm. like a leak see the, see yeah the i ones. totally see the resemblance <laughs> <laughs> so esther yeah so it looked like kind of a kind of a uh, what's a filled out spoon. There's not a good analogy for this because it did not look, it does not look like what a leak looks like right there. Just, I feel, I feel okay in not knowing what vegetable she was. This is not yeah. a whole um, Andrew doesn't know what a fib is situation. <laughs> <laughs> There's a callback right there. Uh, but Mordecai played by paw grape is just giving Esther just general life advice as they walk through. I think there was some event that had happened that we hadn't Uh, We didn't get background on. Yep. But oh my goodness, I just want to be mentored by Paul Grape. He seems like such the great teacher figure just to have in your life. Like if he was in a small, if I was in a small group with him or something, like (laughs) I might have to write a letter or something and figure out how I could get in touch with you. Write you
0: write a letter to Phil Fisher and ask if he can mentor you. But as Paul Grape, (laughs) right? Exactly. (laughs) I think that I would. No, no, don't don't talk in your normal voice. What? Yeah, Phil Fisher. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh,
1: right, right, right. I'm feeling. I'm thinking. How could he write as Paul Grape though? Because I totally would try to read the redder, letters as Paul Grape, like with the old man voice kind of thing, you
2: know.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so it's at this point as Esther and Mordecai are walking down the streets, uh, having this conversation, that a car comes around the corner in ancient Persia. Now to make this car fit more with the era in which this takes place they didn't make it not a car but rather took the wheels off and replaced them with little peas with springs on their heads that are attached to the uh are attached to the corners of the car
1: hopping down the street it reminded me of if you've seen the uh the new like boba fett on disney plus like Jabba the hut gets carried around on this like giant table thing that all of his servants carry it was it was very much that. But it was it wasn't even the king. It was his right hand man that gets that kind of carry me around servants treatment.
0: Right. And so you pointed at, or you recognized the car or it sort looked, of Sherlock Holmes your way and figure right. out. Right. I did a little bit
1: I, it with. looked to me like an old Lincoln and then I started looking at him and I to me it looks like a nineteen thirty eight Lincoln. It was a four door convertible.
0: Right, and so we looked into the weight of that car, because as you know, we take important things uh, very lackadaisically here, and unimportant things very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, looking at the weight of that car, it was around 3,700 pounds. Um but obviously the wheel's been taken off, so I, I subtracted a little bit from that, did a little bit of math, and it, each pea is carrying around 900 pounds on their head. But not just carrying it, hopping up and Chunk down it. with it. So that, that of course, requires much more force to get airborne off of the ground. So these, these little dudes are troopers.
1: And don't forget that the car had a trailer. Were there not extra peas carrying the trailer? I don't remember if there were peas or not. Maybe it was oh, just being maybe. dragged. But M- wow. the car itself is already I mean right. these peas must be jacked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are these are some beefy little dudes. <laughs>
1: beefy, beefy peas.
0: peas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a product type we could talk about. Beef peas. It's like a hot pocket, but in pea, like in a pea package, like that small.
0: That's disgusting.
1: So the so the right-hand man, Heyman, yep. comes rolling up or hopping up rolling is it still bouncing bouncing up yeah there you go he's got the trailer he yells the king needs a new queen everybody hop in the trailer and so all the eligible females hop in the trailer (laughs) uh except for our girl esther she esther how often do you hop into trailers that strangers drive by
2: um can't remember the last time i did
1: Okay, so she's already yep. vibing with the character. This is good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hopping into trailers in general? Mm, a little more often, though.
1: A little more? Just a, just a general trailer you'll hop yeah. into, but, it, but the, <laughs> the stranger involved is where you draw the line?
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: But, yeah, Haman, she, she's a little like, no, thank you, I don't really want to do that. And Heyman was like, I wasn't really asking. So Mordecai advises her to get in the trailer before it causes any more trouble. Um,
1: and that causes Haman to realize Mordecai was there, and they've got some past beef. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know exactly what caused it, but Haman does not like Mordecai. Mordecai just kind of tries to keep to himself. But then they have this whole conversation, because Haman uh, says the word gnat, but says it "ganat." Which Mordecai corrects, and then Haman's not happy about that, so they fight for a while, and it all just kind of builds the air of they don't like each other. Yep, so there's not there's bad blood here. And Esther gets whisked away in the van, which she definitely jumped into, uh, with all of the other ad- eligible females in the area. <laughs> what a what a dating service, though, right? Like. <laughs>
0: Oh man, yeah the uh, the Bachelor was definitely a different show in those early
1: seasons. <laughs> oh, and even it gets even more Bachelory later on, because um, they go through like a whole couple. We don't see all the different rounds, but later all these queen to bees, uh, queen bees. Oh, there's something there. I can't find it though. Um, <laughs> get like there's like a bunch of different trials and tests they have to pass to win over the king. Anyways, Esther gets mm-hmm. whisked off. So don't don't jump into strail- strangers' trailers, but otherwise you might end up queen,
0: and nobody wants that. Yeah, no. right.
1: But I mean, if it's an unattended trailer, you you've heard it here first. Esther has given you the thumbs up. Totally fair
2: game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: But at this point, we go to we go back to the king's palace, and Esther is on the balcony. Lamenting the fact that she is about to c- become rich and famous
1: <laughs> or has the opportunity. Yeah. She, it's, it gives real, uh, Aladdin vibes mm-hmm. and it, Aladdin's been out for eight years at this point when this Veggie Tales episode comes out, it came out in 92. This one came out in 2000. Um, there were definitely lots of inspiration there. Uh, cause we have paw grape who climbs up the side of the tower of the palace to, Say hi to Esther briefly. He does this multiple times. This castle must just—and for a re, for another reason, we're going to mention
0: in a second—this castle's security is just awful.
2: I mean, I'm about it, oh, go ahead. If you look in the actual story in the Book of Esther, two of the guards, the people who were supposed to be like protecting the castle, were the ones plotting to kill the king. So maybe they just didn't care if people got into the castle. I
1: That's was true. I was going to counter with this. It's going to shatter your world. I think you forgot that mordecai was the head of security oh that's a good point (laughs) that is a very good point (laughs) yep you've mentioned this like twice and i totally agreed with you and then it just dawned on me i was like oh wait that's why because he was the he was the he was the the guard at the gate
0: no this still doesn't make any sense because why does he need to climb up vines if he's the head of security because
1: he was because they he wasn't supposed to be seen talking to esther because Mm -hmm. he didn't want Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I got you on this one. No, you're right. Normally, you're it's right. the other way around. Normally, I'm making the trips, but...
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. They still have terrible security for another reason, though.
1: Yes. We'll talk about that later. For now, though, we have Esther lamenting, singing... Oh, oh the other thing that just gave total Aladdin vibes is just singing into the, the starry night from the balcony of the palace. What was what was the song there? It was... Um...
2: Tell Me Why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> tell
1: me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake.
2: Now number five. <laughs> I never... <laughs> that's good. Oh,
1: book the Nine-Nine reference too. Man. Oh, that's great. I just wanted someone to say tell me why. I knew what song it was. <laughs> yeah, the song is called Tell Me Why and it's Esther's Limit. But yeah, that that, probably, that caps off our... Act one, uh, as it were, for uh, at least the podcast, Uh, the episode continues on. But for us, we're going to take a quick breather because we owe you guys a song.
0: Yes, there was a song that you were promised would be added to last episode, but we are not the promise-keeping kind here the (laughs) podcasters who don't do anything. So instead, we have decided that the uh, much-anticipated, long-awaited, Barbara Manatee.
1: <sighs> Take a deep breath. will be just, this I'm week. Not ready for this. Um,
0: and I can promise that any of you who know Andrew and I personally will never see us the same way after this song.
1: I okay. I made this comment earlier. Like there are videos that people have of me or things I've said that, you know, I'm not super proud of. They're just goofs or whatnot, but I really think I'm counteracting any blackmail anyone might have on me by doing this podcast.
0: It's a real it's a real market saturation of Andrew embarrassment
1: here. Hey, you're in this too, man. I am. <laughs> Let's do this together. Come on. <laughs> Alright. That was a terrible dap, but it's okay. <laughs> on to the song. And
0: now it's time for Silly Covers with Andrew. Hey and Ben! Part of the show where Andrew and Ben come out and embarrass themselves singing a silly cover. We join Larry as he follows the tragic saga of Barbara Manity in the daytime drama
1: Endangered Love. Barbara Minity, Manatee, 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 you are the one for, one, for me, one for me, sent from up above, you are the one I love.
0: You're a nice manatee. You've been so good to me. But I must go into the world and do noble things for the good of all. And you can't come because you don't speak French. Au revoir.
1: But if you leave, Bill,
0: who will take me to the ball? Who's going to take me to the ball, Bill? i have a new dress and shoes. Take me to the ball I'll take you to the ball, Barbara Manatee Please don't go I must don't go I must, don't, must, don't, don't, must, must.
1: Barbara Manatee, Manatee, Manatee You are the one for me, one for me, one for me. Sent from up above from You are the one I I'll take you to the ball. I hope you're not too tall. You might have that turn. Bill, I've learned French. You have. May we? Yes, we, Madam.
0: See? We moan mon ami. I always knew you could. I really hope you would. Now can we go into the world and do noble things for the good of all? Yes, but first, Bill, will you take me to the ball? Oh, Bill. Will you take me to the ball? I can't dance. You can't. No. I must go.
1: Please don't go. I must. Don't go. I must. Don't bust. Don't don't, must. 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 Barbara Manatee, Manatee, Manatee! You are the- What?
0: Larry? What are you doing?
1: Just... Watching a little TV. Bob?
0: Well, maybe you should read a book. Yeah, okay. This has been Silly Covers with Andrew. And hey, Ben! Tune in next time to hear Bill
2: say, Barbara, I've learned to dance. Oh, Bill!
0: And now we move on to everyone's favorite segment, Ben's Fun Facts. First of all, we have that the narrator in this episode was originally supposed to have a South Chicago accent, uh, but changed to a New York accent. Now I read this and I wasn't sure if they changed plans before recording the episode, or if he just changed which one he was going to do halfway through. It really was that confusing what he was shooting for, but that's neither here nor there. Secondly, the island of perpetual tickling, which is an entity that we will get to in the second half of this episode, uh, was originally conceived based upon Mike Naraki's childhood fear of tickling, uh, which I thought was interesting, um, that his childhood fear ended up being something introduced into this episode, which turns out to be, just based upon the way they present it, much more terrifying than the islands, than the concepts, uh, I was so close, and I, I just lost the word here. <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Uh,
1: so, so, Esther and I have been dancing this whole time. Because <laughs> I started I started hearing the Ben's Fun Facts music in my head, and now it's stuck in my head, and I have to dance to it.
0: <laughs> I still can't find a I
1: don't even know what you were saying. I was too busy dancing.
2: Woo. We were we trying so hard time. to hold in the
1: laughter. I was doing the scooter. Warrants. Uh, warrants? warrants? Warrants. Warrants. Much more... Whatever he was thing. saying, it ended with Warrants. Ah. Um. <laughs> this is my protest against Ben's fun facts. Silly songs with... Silly covers with Andrew will live forever. I mean, we were... We we both... We
0: both shared... Shared in the... glory and. Don't call Shame. that glory. <laughs> Next uh, on this one. <laughs>
1: Did you have more fun facts that we didn't get through? No. This,
0: okay. <laughs> this is this has been Ben's interrupted fun facts.
1: <laughs> oh, I would feel bad, but... <laughs> Alright. Story time, baby. Let's do this. So, Esther jumps in a... Uh, what's it called? Uh, trailer. Gets hauled off to the palace. Whines about being you know, getting free food and being in fancy clothes in palace. She was kidding. I would complain, but... too. Okay. I mean, I kind of want free food. and nice. I guess like she wasn't with her family and stuff, and she misses mm-hmm. her best mentor, Mordecai, who also wants a mentor.
0: I'm, I'm now glad we don't offer uh, food to our podcast guests because clearly it wouldn't be appreciated.
2: Oh, I mean, the job. free food would be nice, but, like, the fancy clothes, no thank you. Yeah,
1: so all of the queens are going through this, like, audition process, right? And we we have, we don't see a lot of the rounds that she's made it through, but but we're told she's made it through quite a few rounds of this process here. So the audition process that Esther is on now is where she is going to sing a song for uh, an empty auditorium, save the king and also Haman, his right-hand man. And there's like 37 or so eligible queen to bees that go before her and right before she goes on she's like what do i do
0: yeah she's been standing backstage presumably for this entire process at least for the last one um like she's seen people go up and sing a song every time and she's she's been here for even if it looks like it's been at least 24 hours that she's been here I, i don't know
1: what she was doing if um, she missed the briefing or something, I still think she could have gotten it from context clues.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't exactly clear how she missed what was happening here, but she did. She's not the
1: brightest bulb in the drawer.
0: Nope. Not, not, the, not the brightest leak in the bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still don't believe she's a leak. Um, yeah, so she hops up there and she sings uh, this song that's been alluded to a couple times in the episode and we just get a prelude to it, but it's called Uh, The battle is not ours. Mm -hmm. We get the battle prelude, which she's got a good singing voice. Much like like our Esther. Our Esther, how's your singing voice? (coughs) A little rough. It's good. Justice on it. Or go back and listen to the Larry Boy episodes and you can prove to yourself. (laughs) So she sings the song and the way this works is the king and Heyman are in the audience and they have a thumbs up and a thumbs down sign. They just hold one up.
0: I do think it's interesting that Heyman get to say in who's the in who the
1: king's new wife is. Nah, I think I think this totally makes sense, right? Well like, well,
2: he gotta say in like whether or not the old the king's old wife should go. True. Okay, yeah. that might
1: be a little too much. But you definitely gotta talk with the boys before like <laughs> making a you know, taking a girl serious, you know? Like you gotta you have a little counsel, you gotta be like, all right, so here's the deeds, this is what we're talking about, you know. You gotta fill you all in. Definitely but his, his boy is just toxic is what it is. But. Oh, one note I definitely wrote down was there was a, a, just from a production standpoint of this episode, there was a 360 like camera spin around Esther while she sings. And so you see, first of all, a fully rendered theater. Like a lot of times if you're making a set, even in TV, you know, you don't have a ceiling on it. You got three walls or two walls just looking at a corner. So the fact that they made this entire theater for this, I don't know, two minutes that we were in there, um, and that they were able to do this spinning camera trick with like such vivid detail on Esther as she's singing. We have come a long way from trees that don't have legs oh, jumping Andrew, into stop. pools. Why are we going to learn to stop talking about those? <laughs> I just like to give you nightmares sometimes.
2: <laughs> oh, Wait, but why does it matter if the trees don't have legs? Because nobody has legs. So if, okay, okay. like, Larry they, and everyone you else- You obviously didn't did not episode. go and watch that scene. No, I did not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we can show you exactly why that's a problem afterwards.
1: So we have the 360 camera on the audition song and Esther gets the two thumbs up from the king and they and subsequently, if you notice, Heyman puts his thumbs up second. He really just is following what the king does uh, to be a kiss up. And this is a note. This is a trademark podcasters who don't do anything note for you. We look at one camera turn while this is song is going on and the theater is empty except for these two individuals. And then it cuts to Esther. She's like, oh, I won. And then it pans right back to the crowd and it is completely filled theater with a bunch of pictures and roses being thrown up and flowers. So there's our we, we have a we have a little uh plot hole there.
0: A little continuity break, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's a scene that was cut in the middle or something, but it was definitely weird to instantly have a couple hundred people teleport to their seats uh, and start taking pictures.
0: Maybe they were all just reaching into their bags at the last time when it around. <laughs> they were they grabbing those cameras. Right, <laughs> they're, all, they're all crouched down behind the seats in front of them.
1: I like that one. So she is now the queen. And now we have a really... There's a lot of... Uh, how do you call it? tea drama, with the next couple scenes here. Because... Yes. Uh, The queen is called into the uh, king's presence, but beating her to the meeting with the king are these two troublemaker peas. I
2: forget their names. Do you remember their names? The Peony Brothers. The Peony Brothers. Ah, Very good.
1: Nice. Um, The Peony Brothers had a whole trap set up to try to... The Peonies and their piano. Ah. Yeah. They had like a wedding cake in the middle of this hall, the king's hall, And one of the peas dresses up as the chef and says, King, why don't you come look at the cake? And then the other one was going to drop this piano on him.
0: Yeah, the other one, the other one who managed to get in, get a piano into the room, rope it up and lift it all the way up into the ceiling in the middle of the king's court. And then stand off on the side this entire time without getting caught. That's... Yeah. That was the other thing I had in mind when talking about how abysmal the security in this place must be.
2: But just further evidence that these are beefy peas.
0: That, that is very true. The, there, is, there is something about the peas in this episode. They have, <laughs>
1: Those Persian peas and their steroids. So they do successfully drop the piano. They unsuccessfully get the king underneath it because Mordecai right before they drop it, tells Esther, Esther, look, they're gonna drop it. Esther yells out, King, step away. So the King steps away and the piano misses him. And the King says what uh, What we have for this week's uh, steamed memes. It was a uh, smaller meme, didn't circulate as much uh, as uh, previous episodes, but was pretty popular on Tumblr and also uh, iFunny where, um, The king sees this piano fall onto this wedding cake, and his first reaction is, Why is there a piano on my cake? And that is what the internet enjoys. That's been Steve Memes this episode. (laughs) Short and sweet. (laughs) And the peas get caught, they get recognized by Heyman, and they get Heyman, and they get... Sentenced to the island of perpetual tickling, where this yes, this this cloaked
0: <laughs> figure that looks sort of like uh, sort of like the grim ghost of Christmas future. From, uh,
1: yeah, uh, I was gonna say grim reaper, but that's a much more yeah. specific reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've ever seen a version of uh, a Christmas Carol,
1: ah, yeah.
0: Why could I not find the name of that? Anyways, if you've ever seen a version of The Christmas Carol that's not the Mickey Mouse version, ah. this is what the Ghost of Christmas Future looks like.
1: Yes, and instead of, it's like Grim Reaper style, but instead of having the scythe, he has... A feather. He wiggles, <laughs> wiggles in and <laughs> tickles w- him
0: out of the room. <laughs> yeah. It really is kind of eerie. I mean, oh, somehow t- Mike Naraki managed to spread his fear of tickling to other children.
1: <laughs> yeah. What a great gift. No, it definitely, like, it's camera shot from the floor, so he looks taller, and you can't see his face from the hood, and he's really tall and skinny, and just, yeah, it's terrifying. So the peas get uh, sent away, and...
2: Personally in this scene, I share the King's point of view, like, why is there a piano on that cake? That is a waste of food and a good piano, like, that thing, baby grand, probably worth at least a thousand dollars. Who knows what that is in persia money but
1: (laughs) (laughs) esther fulfills her uh summoning by meeting the king that was what she was called there to do and that's kind of the end of that part there so mordecai told esther and esther saved the king but then makes it known that mordecai was the one who noticed it so he should get the credit uh which is going to be an important note later yes and we finish, and we have another um, night on the balcony where Mordecai and uh, Esther talk, but there's more importantly, some, uh, some action in the throne room.
0: Yeah, so Haman walks in late at night to the king's chamber with an urgent message that he must deliver in song form. <laughs> um, he has news that this family is causing lots of trouble, and they have no respect for the king. And he delivers this in a song that has been in my head for literally years now. This is the Those Who Can't Be Trusted song. <laughs> it's it's one of the few that runs through my head periodically, completely unprompted, uh, all these years later. Very, very catchy. There are those who, who can't, can't be, be trusted. trusted. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't remember any other line other than that one, but... I can remember the tune, but I can't remember any. Yes. yes.
2: There are sneaky little people doing sneaky little things. They stick their st- the sneaky noses into matters of the king. Oh! oh. You got more? <laughs> no, that's all no, I got. That's a, oh, that's good, though. <laughs> that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's really fun. So, the song is sung, and at the conclusion of the song, the king agrees that there needs to be a decree to send this family to the island of perpetual tickling, which is Mordecai's family, and Mordecai and Esther are cousins. So yep. the king unknowingly is banishing his queen and one of his... His savior, his trusted guard, to the island. So, we have a plot. Mm-hmm. And now and then Mordecai learns of that plot. Mordecai mm-hmm.
0: sees a poster in the town about this with his face on it and is mm-hmm. understandably concerned.
1: I do like so. that there's like an... Uh, an expected shipment date on this uh, this banishment, like, hey, we're banishing this family, but not for seven business days. Well, that's yeah.
0: that's how it happened in scripture. Really? They did they did take uh, they did take these warrants and these uh, notices and put them up all over town and say, on this day. Well, they weren't sent to the island of perpetual tickling, but uh, <laughs> all right, what was? <laughs> the we'll get original? to that part. In a,
1: Should we talk about this? What was all right? What was the original? story here. Okay. How do we veggie tales this? So,
0: right. The original story here, uh, I have read through the book of Esther a few months ago, as it happens. Um, the original story was Esther's family was not just, a, or Mordecai's family was not just a family, it was the Jewish people living under Persian rule. Uh, this was during some of their years in exile. Uh, there were a lot of those. But for whatever reason, Haman didn't like the Jewish people. Uh, I think it might have been on behalf of Mordecai, but I can't remember the exact details of all the drama that went on there.
2: There was something where Haman was supposed to be respected and everyone was supposed to bow down to him, but Mordecai refused because he only bows down to God. Right. And so I, that they, does sound very yeah, familiar. They did show that part in the veggie Tales scene, but that's a little later on. On these parts,
1: that's known as the Chocolate Bunny Paradox.
2: uh but
0: yeah so the original decree was that the the jews uh for one day in the kingdom were uh it was open season on the jews in the kingdom so you could go and attack any jewish person in the city without uh repercussions um, wow, Old Testament's nuts. Mm-hmm. So, and there was, and there was a deadline put on this. It's like March twenty
1: fifth. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Oh no! Um, so you can't even get rid of right? They two could, killing day in this, just from the weird decrees and how this is of, set up in the day.
0: Right, because. Of, because of the way the law worked, the king couldn't rescind it. But he could put out a new order that the Jews were now legally allowed to defend themselves.
1: Yeah, and the real story, the Jews are able to defend themselves. And uh, um, all of Haman's sons are also, fun fact, killed in the battle against the Jews. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it really got wiped from uh, the deeds that Haman was trying to pull off here. Back to Veggie Tales. yes. <laughs> Uh, um, back, back,
0: back, back to tickle land.
1: <laughs> back to tickle town. Haman uh, gets sent off, and Mordecai gets made the number two in Haman's position, and Esther mm-hmm. continues to be queen, and that caps it off.
0: Mm-hmm. No countertop this episode. No not verse. Even, not even a Bible verse. This is the first non-holiday episode. So the first episode we're covering uh, chronologically. Where we do not have a verse at the end of the episode. So we just sort of end it on a song about puppies. <laughs> yeah. Which Andrew was such a big fan of. That,
1: uh, oh, right. That's what it was. No, yeah. Well, I'll I'll close this out with it. But uh, speaking of those Christmas episodes, we have been skipping a couple. We've been skipping the sing-along song. So if you're a fan of those, there's been two or three of them that you can go back and listen to. And then also the... Uh, holiday themed Christmas ones. We will uh, hit those when when the season arises uh, next semester. For Ben and I's personal schedules, we are about to head to different states for a couple months on end. So you will not hear from the podcasters who don't do anything until August. But best believe that we will be right back in the uh, chair then. Uh, Esther, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, this week. Uh, it's great to hear an Esther perspective.
2: Of course, my pleasure.
1: Do <laughs> you work at Chick-fil-A? That definitely had a practice tone to
2: it. Sadly, no.
1: Um, yeah, a little esterception. That was fun. <laughs> um, we will We will get to work over the summer, and we will be ready and rearing uh, before you know it in August.
0: We do have a couple episodes coming up that we're pretty excited about. We're so.
1: excited about. All right, well, until next time, remember, God made you special. And he loves you very much. We'll see you next time. puppies are cuddly puppies are cute they're never nasty or mean I'd give a home to all the lost puppies if ever